Can I ask you a question? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of This One Can Talk About Anything. I'm your host, Melanie, with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. How are you guys? I hope the answer to that is good. So, of course, there is no guest this week because you've been spoiled. You've had like three weeks in a row of guests. And yes, I'm counting my mom as a guest. So today you have just me and that's just going to have to be enough because if it's not, you should probably stop listening now. I'm just saying. Um, So I asked you guys on Instagram and yes, I'm aware that I have not um, made an Instagram for the podcast yet. And I really do intend on getting that done like very soon so that I can start releasing uh, video clips for you guys. But on my personal Instagram, I asked you guys uh, what you want me to talk about this week. And the overwhelming answer was, you should do an ask me anything. So I haven't done an ask me anything in, well, over a year, because as you know, I was kind of like off the podcast for almost a year. So it's been over a year. So I was like, well, I guess we'll do an ask me anything. So this week's episode is an ask me anything. And some of the questions that I got were were silly and <laughs> ridiculous. And some of them I'm going to answer. And some of them I'm not even going to read out loud because they were that ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to answer like 25, 30 of them. I don't know. I didn't count. I just kind of collected the ones that I thought were good or funny or insightful and picked those out. So um, let's just get right into that. So the first question that I got was, what is something that you remind yourself every day? And this was actually asked to me by one of my friends who I love. Hi, Amanda. Um, Something that I remind myself every day is that I am very, very fortunate to be alive. Um, There's a lot of people who are not waking up you know, in the morning and here I am waking up. So I have another chance to get it right, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, You know, I've lost a lot of friends and I lost a friend recently. So yeah, every day I kind of just remind myself how lucky I am to be alive and to be healthy and to be, you know, active and have people who love me and have all the things that, you know, maybe not everything I want, but everything I need to have a good life. So yeah, that's really something that I do have to remind myself every day because I think it's easy sometimes to forget how fortunate we are to have the lives that we have, even though they may not be perfect. There's always somebody who has it so much worse. And I think it's kind of important to remember that. So I just remind myself of how lucky I am to be alive. So this is not a question, (laughs) but somebody said, let's talk about the fake jersey. So let's talk about the fake jersey. Um, so what that references is, what that references to, I should say. Um, last week, I talked about a jersey that was donated, allegedly game-worn by Travis Kelsey and allegedly signed by Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Someone and someone on X decided to jump into my mentions and tell me like, haha, Tom Brady's jersey could never sell for... 21,000 Canadian dollars. So that's $16,000, which I'm not a big Travis Kelsey fan, but I'm pretty sure his game warm jersey would fetch a lot more than 16,000 US dollars, especially if he signed it. And especially if Taylor and Travis both signed the jersey. 
So what happened with that is the jersey is now alleged to be a fraud. And what's very sad about that is it was donated to a charity, like a children's charity in Canada. And yeah, it's not believed to be real. Like it's being called into question by tons of these like um, sports memorabilia authentication companies. So there's not a whole lot I can say about it except that whoever, so it was not donated by Taylor. It was not donated by Travis. It was not donated by the Chiefs organization or either of their camps. It was donated by like an independent sports collector. So nobody knows the validity of the signatures. And I think that that's really shady, not on the part of Taylor or Travis, but on the part of the person who donated it. Because why would you do something like that? I'm pretty sure, you know, they're probably not even aware that this is going on. So that's what I have to say about the jersey. And yeah, I, I still think that it's ridiculous that her fans want to fight with people over <laughs> jerseys and things like that. But um, yeah, that that's where I stand on the jersey. It's an awful thing for someone to have done. Really, really terrible thing. Um, how do you feel about having a crazy mom? Is another question someone asked me. How do I feel about it? I mean, I don't know any better. I've only ever had one mom, guys. <laughs> um, no, my mom's not crazy. She's just kind of silly and she's fun and it's she's fun to be around. And I guess that's where I get some of my crazy from. I don't know. I mean, I must be a little bit like her, right? Uh, another question is, what is your Roman Empire? So my Roman Empire is just this SNL sketch about the Roman Empire, which was written by um, head writer Streeter Seidel, and it aired during the Jason Momoa episode of Saturday Night Live. No, I'm kidding. That's not my Roman Empire. But I don't really know how to answer that because I feel like my Roman Empire changes like from one day to the next. Um, I recently said that, you know, the Duncan... Donuts Super Bowl commercial was my Roman Empire because I couldn't get it out of my head. But I mean, Tom Brady unretiring might be my Roman Empire because I think about that on a daily basis and how badly I would, <laughs> I would love for that to happen. I don't know if I have a Roman Empire. I think my Roman Empire changes from day to day. And if I ever figure out what it truly is, I'll let you know. I'll do a whole episode on it. If I had to say, you know, today, what is my Roman Empire? Um, my Roman Empire today is thinking about how happy and excited Emma Stone was to lose a SAG award because of how much it meant historically and how great it was for Lily Gladstone, who is a phenomenal actress and who was great in Killers of Flower Moon. So that's my Roman Empire today. I don't know what it's going to be tomorrow, but that's what it is today. Um, so this is a silly question but I am going to answer it. Why do you hate Taylor Swift? I don't. <laughs> I don't hate Taylor Swift at all. I think she makes great music. I think she's a great songwriter, a great performer, and I take nothing away from what she's accomplished. Um, I just think there's a there's something a little bit phony about the persona, the public persona that she puts on. Now, in fairness, we all have like a private and public persona. And I think that if I was being monitored by every single person in the world who's obsessed with me, I would probably have a phony persona as well. Um, 
I think that the the girl should be allowed to have, you know, a personal private life, a dating life, you know, where people are not just intruding on that. I just don't think it's it's not my business or yours, but I don't hate Taylor at all. I think she's lovely and I have absolutely nothing but good things to say about her as a as a person. I I'm, when I say things about her her public persona, that is a it's a false persona. And I know this because I have one too. And so do you. And so does everybody else. So leave me alone. <laughs> uh, what do you think about ASMR and would you do it? I don't think about ASMR. <laughs> um, I actually did very early on do an ASMR episode of this show. And I was like doing my makeup and it was just nonsense and just like me whisper. And it didn't make any sense, but I did it just for the novelty of doing it. And so, yeah, I don't think about ASMR. I don't watch ASMR. I don't really understand the hype of ASMR. But there's a lot of things that I enjoy that other people don't understand the hype of. So I don't, you know, I'm not here to dog on it. I just don't, I don't care. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what would a world populated by clones of you be like? Have you seen the Barbie movie? Because if you've seen the Barbie movie, then you already know the answer to this question. I like pink. I like glitter. I like Chanel. So a world populated by clones of me would just be Barbie land. And so if you want to see it, just go watch Barbie. <laughs> what movie can you watch over and over without getting tired of? This is a loaded question because any movie that I love, I will watch over and over again and never get tired of until everybody else around me gets tired of it. And this has been a trend in my life since I'm a kid. So, I mean, I've seen The Wizard of Oz more times than is acceptable, but I would still watch, I can, you know, I don't even need to watch it. I can recite it from beginning to end for you right now. If you asked, please don't, <laughs> but I could do it. And so that's one of them. Um, the Godfather, Barbie, um, Wakefield, which is a Brian Cranston film that you probably haven't heard of because it's a, smaller film that I just I love and I'm so passionate about uh Spider-Man Batman versus Superman by the way I meant the amazing Spider-Man the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man like I, any movie that exists I could beat like a dead horse I love movies and a really good movie will be a different movie every single time you watch it so just keep that in mind What's something that will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes? Kindness. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Um, always being kind and having a smile on your face and being as nice to people as you can, even when they make it very hard for you, will never go out of style. Like the Taylor Swift song says, <laughs> we never go out of style. I can't sing, but that's my answer to that. And I mean, if you mean in the physical sense of fashion, shoes, I don't think any particular style of shoe ever really goes. I think shoes can be really timeless if you wear them properly. And by that, I mean, like coordinate them with your outfits properly. They could be vintage. They could be new. They could be on current trend. They could not be and still pull your whole outfit together. So like, don't throw out your shoes. I never throw out a pair of shoes. And for the most part, I only wear my shoes once which is a terrible thing. My carbon footprint is going to be huge when I die. I'm just letting y'all know. Um, okay. What has been your hardest goodbye in life so far? Um, 
the thing with goodbyes is the hardest goodbye is the one that you don't get to say. And I've, you know, I've lost friends and, and you hear about my grandpa every week (laughs) and I didn't get to say goodbye to any of those people. So my, my grandpa would probably be the hardest goodbye that I've had in life so far because I didn't get to say goodbye. Like I, I saw him, you know, hooked up to tubes and, and I spoke to him, but I was too young to fully understand that he could die or that he would die, I guess, or that he was dying. And so I never said goodbye. It was like, well, bye, I'll see you tomorrow kind of thing. So that's probably the hardest goodbye I've had because I didn't get to say it. And uh, I still miss him every day. So let's move on from that before I start crying. (laughs) Um, What would you do if you were offered a one minute ad slot during the Super Bowl? Funny story, I've actually been in a Super Bowl commercial before. Like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not that cool. But I was in a Budweiser commercial, like, when I first started acting. So, like, a few years ago, I was, like, an extra in a Budweiser commercial. And so I guess I would do that. No, I would call up Tom Brady and come up with the best ad for unretirement. (laughs) I'm sorry. I see this as a thing that I can beat like, you know, like a dead horse because I freaking want him to come out of retirement. No, I would I would get Tom Brady and I would come up with, you know, a product that we could sell together. Maybe some noble if you're wondering what that is. Um, Tom has merged his uh, lifestyle and sports apparel companies, TB12 Sports and Brady Brand with noble so it's all one company so maybe tom and i would make like a noble commercial where he is like training me and i'm making excuses and he's like nah nah noble or something i don't know i'd have to sit down and like actually think about it but uh it would definitely if it's a super bowl commercial it's definitely got to involve the greatest you know of all time and the only seven time super bowl champion what's the oldest thing in your closet um, I still have sunglasses and earrings and a couple of bracelets from when I was like 15. So probably those things are the oldest things in my closet. I mean, I have some, yeah, that that's pretty much it. I have some like dresses that are like five or six years old, but they're like timeless pieces that I've worn once or twice. And I love them so much that I like no matter how much weight I lose, I will alter them. And you'll notice that I didn't say gain because that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not allowing that to happen, just losing it. So um, yeah, the oldest things in my closet are some sunglasses and like some pieces of jewelry. Or actually, technically, I keep my jewelry box in my closet, like my most important pieces. And the oldest thing I have in there is my grandma's watch, which my grandpa gave her when they got engaged. So it's like super duper old, but I don't wear it. I just have it. Okay. Who was your craziest or most interesting teacher? Well, <laughs> my Spanish teacher, Mrs. Gary Epi, um, she never, she didn't really teach us Spanish. Um, she would come into class and she would sing and dance and she was 
into diet culture and she would come in and talk about slim fast all the time, which was kind of weird because it's like you're teaching a bunch of teenage girls to hate their bodies and lose weight. Like here, here's a good way to develop an eating disorder. And she would hold up like the, the little package and say slim fast to get slim fast. And she would also come into class and talk to us about her sex life with her husband. And then they got divorced and it was like a whole thing. And she was also the French teacher. So if my Spanish isn't very good or like pretty non-existent, it's because of Miss Garyepi, who was the most interesting teacher I think anyone has ever had. Oh, yeah. And she used to have like this rolling chair. And she would roll the chair from one end to the, of the class to the other instead of walking. So she was on slim fast, but she didn't want to do anything active to get slim fast, which is kind of hypocritical if you ask me. But uh, yeah, definitely. She was something. Oh, I wonder if she's still alive. I mean, she wasn't that old and it hasn't been that long since I've been out of high school. But just the way that she was, you know, carrying on at the time, like I kind of wonder if she like developed a, a drug problem to lose weight, even though she wasn't even fat. So yeah, she was like, and she was Cuban. So she was actually like, you know, Spanish speaking, but she just couldn't be bothered to teach it. Sometimes she'd come in and put on Selena Quintanilla music and then just sit at the desk. Like, I don't know what I'm learning. I like the music is like very nice, but it's in English. So it doesn't make any sense. So definitely was definitely her. <laughs> if someone narrated your life, who would you want to be the narrator? Brian Cranston for a number of reasons, but mostly because he has a very like distinctive voice and he's very good at projecting. So like he can make something more intense or like pull it back when necessary. Um, I think he's a great narrator. So that's my pick. And I don't really need to explain it more than that. <laughs> What is the funniest comedy skit you've seen? Okay, so there's, there's like two. The first one is uh, Lauren Ash, wonderful actress. You may know her from Superstore or her new show, which the name is escaping me. And she also has a great podcast called True Crime and Cocktails. I'm going to tag it in my in my little story when I share this. Um, so I went to a comedy show and Lauren, God bless her, basically got naked like dropped her towel i can't remember the full sketch i just remember lauren dropping her towel and she was doing this sketch with her uh, good friend leslie seiler and <laughs> i almost died but because my mom was in shock beside me so that was one of the funnier sketches that i've ever seen um like live comedy uh, televised comedy. I have no idea who wrote it and I wish I did. If anybody does know who wrote this sketch, please, please tell me. Um, so there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live with Casey Affleck and he's in there. He's like the mayor of Dunkin' Donuts and he's, you know, smoking inside and he's, he's, he keeps calling it Dunkin' Nuts and then he punches Mikey Day in the crotch and says, you know, vanilla nut taps. And then I went to Boston to see uh, a Patriots game and I kept going into Dunkin' Donuts locations and saying, you know, order, trying to order vanilla nut taps. And apparently the people who worked there had not seen the sketch. This is about 10 years old. The sketch is about 10 years old. I went to, you know, 
to the game a few years after that. So maybe that's why they didn't know. They had no idea. I was like, can I get some vanilla nut tops? And they were like, what? Like they had no idea. And I thought this was hilarious. And to this day, I still watch that sketch. So if anybody does know who wrote the Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live sketch that starred Casey Affleck, that was about Dunkin' Donuts, was from a Christmas episode, I think it was maybe like 10 years ago. Please tell me who wrote it because that person is my hero because that is the funniest televised sketch I think I've ever seen. And and I, I watch Saturday Night Live on a weekly basis and I've ne- it's never been topped. I love it. Okay, leave me alone. Leave me alone for loving this. Um. Okay, how comfortable are you speaking in front of a large group of people? Considering I'm doing this, probably very comfortable. <laughs> um, I've always never been shy. I've always been very outgoing and I've always loved, you know, I used to sing in the choir as a kid. I love being in plays. And I decided that I wanted to become an actor. So yeah, I don't have any trouble with public speaking. I think it's fun, but I know people who don't like it so much. I had a friend who like did um, a report on her crush, like her celebrity crush in front of an our class in eighth grade and she started dry heaving. So like, I know, I know public speaking is very difficult for a lot of people, but for me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I'm just, I'm used to it, I guess. I don't know. What usually keeps you up at night? Insomnia. <laughs> if you've been listening to the show for like any period of time, you know that I'm an insomniac and I always say it. Insomnia is the one gift that my dad gave me that actually stuck around. And I really wish that he hadn't left me with this beautiful condition because I actually am going on like three days right now of not sleeping properly, not sleeping more than a few hours. And it's really detrimental to your health and it makes you feel sick and then it ruins your day. So yeah. What TV series could you watch several times? Well, (laughs) I watch, this is honest to God, true story. I watch Criminal Minds every night. So I don't know why, but there's something about Thomas Gibson's voice that puts me to sleep. So when I'm having like an extreme bout of insomnia, sometimes that's the only thing that cures it. So I watch Criminal Minds over and over and over again. When it gets to the end of the Thomas episodes, I start over at episode one. In fact, I just started it over yesterday and the first episode of Criminal Minds is called Extreme Aggressor. And I've seen it about 500,000 times. But yeah, there's something about Thomas Gibson's voice that puts me to sleep. It just relaxes me and I just pass out. So maybe that's the cure to insomnia. I don't know. But yeah, as an insomniac, I've seen Criminal Minds more times than is acceptable. And I'd like to remind you that I stop when, when the Thomas Gibson episodes stop. I started all over because he has to be in them or it just doesn't make sense. And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> um, Where's the worst smelling place you have ever been? Who comes up with a question like this? Um, So my dad's parents lived in the middle of nowhere, like in the bush. And there was like some type of factory. I don't know what kind of factory it was, but it smelled like really bad. It smelled like manure and it was really terrible. And it still smells like that, but I don't, I don't go there. It was called Terso, Terso, Quebec in Canada. And the smell is, you can smell it from like a mile away. And I have friends who have recently 
been in the area and they told me that it still smells like that. So I think it's always going to smell like that. And that's the worst smelling place I've ever been in my life. And I have never been back and I hope to never, never go back because it's disgusting. And my dad's parents, well, his, his dad died before my mom's dad and uh, his mom is still alive somewhere, but I don't know where. So she's like a deadbeat grandma. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but I have one of those. And uh, that's that's a whole other episode, isn't it? <laughs> that's the worst smelling place I've ever been. Do you really care about the Academy Awards or do you think they're just dumb? Um, I do care. I do care because I think it's it recognizes how how hard these people who are nominated because every year it's different people. So I can't really say anyone specifically, but it really highlights how hard people in film work. Everyone from, you know, costumes, directing, writing, cinematography, scoring, acting, whatever, it's all recognized. And it's the only thing that I think is unfortunate is that you can only nominate so many people because there are more than like four or five good performances in a year. So I do care about them. I enjoy them. The speeches are really inspiring to me. And um, I'll say like what Marlon Brando would say, which was if if an actor deserves to win an Academy Award, then everybody who's involved in that production should get one because it's not it doesn't come down to just one performance. Like no actor can do everything to make a film great. Like it's a collective effort, which is probably why best picture is like the most coveted prize because it's it's a an ensemble um win so but yeah I do care about them I don't think they're dumb I don't think any award show is dumb except maybe like the ones that are voted on by kids like kids choice who like they don't really they just pick a favorite and they don't even care if the work is good because they're kids (laughs) but no I do care about the academy awards and if you think they're dumb then I'm very sorry that you feel that way what's the worst hairstyle you've ever had Um, I've had a few that I didn't like, like I used to have black hair, which is pretty bad, but I mean, it wasn't the worst. And I wish my friend Jason was here to tell you this story because it would be a lot funnier coming from him. But, um, so I had black hair, but before I had black hair, I had red hair, like dyed red hair. And then I dyed it black and then I wanted to go blonde. So (laughs) it didn't work for me. So what happened? I bleached my head. And like the roots went like an orangey, yellow, orange, bronze color, which is what they do even now. But now it's easy. Now that I don't have dye on top of it, it's easier to get it, you know, to be the right color. But just from my natural hair, it went that color. So there was like a little like two inches that was, you know, orangey, yellow. And then, oh, wow. Uh, be, below that, it was like this, uh, I, can't, I can't even explain it, but it was like an orangey red color. And there was about like two or three inches of that. And then another two or, my hair was quite long at the time. Another two or three inches of it turned like a pink color. And the roots were just red, not the roots. The tips were just red. So it was like yellow, orange, orange, red, pink, and red. And it was terrible. And I had to go somewhere like 
right after doing it, I had to go to a baseball game that Jason was playing in. And it was so bad. I put a hat on, but even the hat couldn't camouflage how stupid it was. And I just want to thank Jason for not pointing out how stupid I looked. I mean, I did end up bleaching it again and probably another time again after that to try to get it the color that I wanted. And like a whole bunch of my hair broke and fell off, (laughs) which is fine. Uh, (laughs) It was fine because it was like I was a teenager when that happened. So it's fine now. Um, and now I just leave my hair as it is. I just keep dyeing it or I just keep bleaching it and leaving it blonde. And if somebody wants to tell me that means my hair is going to fall out, it's already happened. So (laughs) I can deal with it. (laughs) Okay. What's your funniest story involving a car? Um, okay. So my mom, when I first started driving, she bought me a car and it was like a Oh my God. I can still see it in my head. It was a piece of crap car, like a literal piece of crap. And I am like a princess. So I'm like, I'm not driving this. And like to teach me a lesson, my mom was driving it and it was like a 1980 something Toyota. It was red. And I don't know how this happened to it, but it, it was like a, it was a stick shift car. And then it turned automatic so it went from standard and then it turned automatic on its own and it would like randomly stop if we were in traffic or whatever and that's not even the funny part so one day uh my mom was driving and she pulled into like again the car is from like 1980s and this is happening in like 20 in the 2010s so my mom pulls into this walmart parking lot and the tie rod end breaks on the tire so the tire kind of like falls off so she can't move the car so she's like what the fuck da 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 she's like go out there and check tell me what's wrong with it so I get out I'm like tire fell off and my mom's like oh well can you put it back on can and I'm like how would you like me to put it back on and she just told me to kick it which you can't you can't do that so the car was no more good uh which is fine because I hated it anyway but that was an awful, funny, stupid experience. Like it's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. And then she got me another old car, which was like a blue Honda. And this is another stupid, my mom, the the muffler got a hole in it or something. I don't know anything about cars. Okay. I took an auto mechanics class in high school and this guy Connor was like, Hey, Mr. Backman wants you to bang on the front of the car with a wrench. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like banging on the front of this car. And the teacher was like, no, 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 what are you doing? So I, and I helped somebody change brake pads on one of our teacher's cars. And by helped change, I mean like the parts that they forgot to put on, I disposed of, like, I don't know anything about cars. So I I guess the muffler got a hole in it. And my mom's like, I can fix it. And she put a can like a you know like a tin can like a soda can and like a whole bunch of what they call muffler cement and she thought she did a really good job it was like the size of a beehive and we were driving this stupid car down the street and the muffler fell off just bang fell off right in the middle of the street and my mom actually went back to get it so so that was pretty funny like yeah my mom bought me some pretty pretty bad cars just and then eventually I got sick of it And I bought my Volkswagen, which I loved very, very much. No, if you're wondering, I don't have it anymore because I don't remember what happened to it, but I had to get rid of it. 
whatever was wrong with, oh, the catalytic converter like went. And if you know anything about German cars, the parts are pretty expensive and it would have cost me more to replace the catalytic converter than to get a new car. So I was like, bye. But I still really miss that car. What brand are you most loyal to? Um, Chanel. Like all my makeup products are Chanel, except for like a handful of Ariana Grande's brand that I love. But yeah, I'm very loyal to Chanel. All my lipsticks are Chanel. Um, anything that goes directly on my face, like primers or uh, foundations, that's all Chanel. I love Chanel. Their perfumes, everything. Uh, I have some Chanel, some Chanel bags. I love Chanel jewelry. So yeah, I'm pretty loyal to Chanel. I'm a Chanel girl. Sorry. I, lo- I like what I like. <laughs> what did you believe in for too long as a child? Um, Santa Claus? Not even joking. I believed in Santa Claus until I was 10, 10 years old. It's not my fault. Okay. Well, it is. No, it's not. My grandpa was very convincing at making me believe that he believed in Santa Claus. So if he believed in it, it must be real. And so I believed in Santa Claus and then he died. And like my mom had to tell me that Santa Claus wasn't real. So I was 10 years old. I was almost 11 (laughs) still believing in Santa Claus, but um, it didn't hurt nobody. So whatever. (laughs) Who is your favorite athlete? Do you even pay attention? Whomever asked this, because if you, if you are, following me on any social media platform or listening to this this podcast, you know the answer is Tom Brady. 100% Tom Brady, without a question. My favorite athlete is Tom Brady. Thomas, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is my favorite athlete and will forever be my favorite athlete. If you were a pair of shoes, what brand would you like to be? <laughs> I'd be Louboutin. Come on. What a silly question. What is your most cherished possession? Um, probably my signed Tom Brady jersey because it was a surprise. No one paid for it. It was just this gift that Tom sent me. So it says "Happy Birthday, Melanie," spelled wrong on it. My my name spelled wrong. Um, and then his his autograph on the other side, and I cherish it because he didn't have to do that, and that's part of the reason why he he's my favorite athlete, you know, he was just so kind to have done that. It was during the pandemic, right after he switched from a Patriot to a Buccaneer. And yeah, I I cherish that. It's just something special. Like, and I also have a signed photo from Tom, which is certified, which was given to me by Tom. So these are things that I cherish because the person who gave them to me is somebody who inspires me so much and they didn't have to go out of their way for me and chose to. Um, I also have this thing, this glass thing. It's like a glass hand, like God's hand with a little blonde girl uh, leaning onto the hand. And my grandma gave me that when I was young. And I, it's probably the only thing I still have from that my grandparents gave me because we went through a flood and stuff and we lost a lot of things. Um, and I cherish that that little hand because when she gave it to me, she said, that it was my grandpa's hand and she didn't know at the time that I was going to have blonde hair and all this. So it's like, when I look at it now, it reminds me of myself and him. And I still remember the day she gave it to me because I ran into his room and I, he was sleeping and I jumped on his belly like really hard. And he went, 
And I said, prepare, are you dead? And he looked at me and he said, no, but if you do that again, I will be. So I cherish um, both that little memory and the, the, um, the hand itself. And of course, my Tom Brady things. <laughs> what topic could you spend hours talking about? Tom Brady? No, <laughs> that too. But um, movies, just film. I can go on and on and on about how much I love film. I just, I, I even I'm at loss for words because of how much I love it. I cry during award shows. I cry during previews at movie theaters. I love cinema so much that I could talk about it all day. I can talk about, you know, every old actor that you don't remember or have never heard of. I can talk about every film that you've never heard of for hours on end because I love cinema so much. So if you want me to, you know, I actually did an episode, I think last year or the year before. It was all, it was about The Godfather was turning 50, the film, The Godfather. And I like listed a whole bunch of like unknown facts about The Godfather. And I think the episode's like an hour long. So yeah, I can definitely go on and on about film and film culture for hours. It's, it's my passion. It's the love of my life. So that, that's, that's the answer. What is the worst thing you ate from a fast food restaurant? Geez, why do all these questions have to, you know, be something that comes along with a story and can't just be like a quick answer? Um, a burrito from Del Taco. I had never eaten Del Taco before. Um, so I was in, uh, where was I? We were in Laguna Beach and my friend's mom was driving and she's like, let's go to Del Taco. And I'm like, oh, is that like, is that like Taco Bell? She was like, no, it's better. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's better. That's great. And we get there and it's like, I can see that the ground beef is made better. And I can see that they're using like real cheese, like fresh cheese. And I'm like, this is going to be good. So I ordered two burritos. Big mistake. I start eating the burrito in the car and I get like halfway through the burrito and I start to feel super sick to my stomach. Now we're driving to Huntington Beach and I want to throw up. And I say to my friend's mom, could you pull over please? Because I'm going to be sick. And she's like, no, you're fine. But I really wasn't. And then I asked her like three more times to pull over. She didn't. Um, I had bought like postcards at the beach and I had to like grab the bag the postcards were in, take the postcards out. I threw up in the bag. I know you didn't need to know that, but now you do. Um, and then she like drove to Gelman's to get something to clean up the car. And she was like mad at me and telling me that I made her car smell, but it was her fault because obviously my stomach cannot, I don't eat a lot of grease. So I think that when I, when I ate the Del Taco, the grease was just like too much for me to, um, for my stomach to process. And I got sick in her car and she was mad about it, but I don't feel like that's my fault. I feel like when somebody tells you that they're going to be sick, you should pull over the car. It's happened to me three times with three, se three separate different people that they didn't listen when I said I was going to be sick in their car. And then I was, and they got mad at me. So I'm not the problem. It's not me. You're the problem, guys. So if I'm ever in a car with you and, and I eat something and I tell you that I'm going to be sick, maybe you should listen. Just saying. What is the most uncomfortable place you have ever slept? On a vacuum? <laughs> Um, if that sounds weird to you, it's weird to me too. So I'm going to have to elaborate, right? Um, so my friends had a party, like we were young. Well, I mean, I'm still young, but 17, 18 and, um, everybody was drunk except for me. 
and somebody shot up their, my friend's dad's like beer collection. There was beer pissing everywhere. The floor was full of like food stepped on. And I think I was intending to clean it, but I fell asleep on the vacuum. Everything got blamed on me too. Like the police got called and my friends were like, oh, it's Melanie. You know, she's super loud. But in reality, I was like the only one that was sober and trying to keep everything like, you know, normal. And it just didn't work out for me. And I ended up sleeping on the vacuum and it hurt. And I don't, I don't recommend it. So don't do it. Okay. <laughs> um, do you think in general, it's better to be, it's better for a person to stand out and be different or blend in with everyone else? Um, Honey, I don't know how to blend in. I've never been good at that. Like since I'm a kid, I've no, I just, I don't know how and I don't want to. So I would say it's better to stand out because when you stand out and you're different, you will attract people and things that people who blend in can't because when you blend in, no one sees you. Like I'm super loud. And when I say super loud, I don't mean like my voice projection. I mean like my clothing choices are loud. My footwear choices are loud. My hairstyles are sometimes loud. My makeup couldn't be loud. My nails can be loud. Um, I'm just very out there and I'm okay with, with sticking out. I've been sticking out like the sorest thumb in every room since I'm a child. I mean, this all goes back to a story that I told before. My grandma sent me to school in a freaking miniskirt in the third grade and I got laughed at and it hurt. My feelings were really hurt. And I ran home because my grandma and grandpa live right next door to the school. And I always say, if it was um, just for my grandpa, he would have let me change. She did not. And she walked me back to school and she said, they're just jealous of you. And my grandma was very loud with her clothing choices <laughs> and her jewelry choices. And I think she was kind of like the standard of beauty for me when I was a little girl. And so I became just like her. And it's funny because my mom's friends will talk about her today. And oh, let's see to her. Your mom was so beautiful and I loved her clothes and this, that, and the other thing. And it's nice to hear because she was classy and fun and she was exotic. But now I'm like that. <laughs> and it's not for everyone. So in general, I think it's better to stand out because you'll have um better opportunities in life because you're not the same as everybody else. But I understand. What some people want to blend in and not be noticed as much. And I'll be honest with you, when I was, you know, in my teens in high school and people didn't quite understand that I was an artist and maybe I didn't even totally understand it at the time and they still don't understand it. And that's fine. <laughs> um, I, I tried blending in. I tried to dress like everybody else and I tried to like what everybody else liked and it didn't work. It, they still didn't like me anymore. Um, I still didn't feel any more accepted and I hated myself. So if you are somebody who stands out naturally, don't try to blend in because that's not meant for you. And if you are somebody who blends in and doesn't want to stand out, that's okay too. But for me, I think for me personally, it's better to, to stand out and be different because standing out and being different is the reason that I ended up in Quentin Tarantino's car when I was having the worst, well, it felt like the worst day of my life, walking down the street in California crying. If I had blended in, that never would have happened. So that's the benefit. What is your favorite animated film? It's Monsters, Inc., 100% Monsters, Inc. I love that movie. Um, 
I've said this before, I think, too. The Boo-Sully relationship is very similar to the relationship that I had with my grandpa in the sense that he is so protective of her and he just loves this little girl so much. And I don't know how much time they spent together because the time in the monsters world is different, but I think it's like two days. And over the course of two days, I think Boo and Sully have a still have a better love story than Twilight. Um, yeah, I really love that movie. And it's it's prequel, which is, you know, Monsters University. Both of them have these beautiful lessons, but it breaks. I cry every time it breaks my heart at the end of the movie when he's like, Kitty has to go now because that is like akin to death for me. Like she's this little girl and she has to say goodbye to her friend because she doesn't understand that she's not a monster or she understands she's not a monster, but she doesn't understand why they can't coexist. And neither do I. (laughs) I've always hoped that they would make a sequel, like a proper sequel and have Boo be like an adult and maybe her kids discover, you know, Mike and Sully and go on an adventure I don't know, but I, but it is my favorite animated movie. John Goodman uh, as Sully is absolutely perfect. The voice is perfect because he he looks like Sully. Like I don't know, it's just a really beautiful thing, and uh, I really love that movie. If you, I'm about to start crying because I love it so much. Uh, I have like Monsters Inc. toys, <laughs> Monsters Inc. Salt and Pepper Shaker. Uh, I have a lot of Monsters Inc. stuff, and I love Monsters Inc. So much. <laughs> okay. What was your most embarrassing moment at school? Um, I think I was in like third grade. And so my grandma was like the lunch lady. And that's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is that my grandma was the lunch lady and it still didn't stop. Like I used to get bullied a lot. Same year that of the miniskirt. <laughs> I think that's why she became the lunch lady. She wanted to protect me. Um, but imagine your grandma's the lunch lady and that still doesn't scare children into not pulling your pants down at lunchtime in front of everyone. That was really embarrassing and traumatizing for me. (laughs) And I don't even think my grandma did anything about it, except like, again, she was like, well, bye, have a nice day, go to class, because she wanted me to develop a tougher skin. And I don't know that that worked because I'm pretty soft. But uh, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. What is the most absurd thing you've been tricked into doing or believing? Okay. (laughs) Um, So my friend Bobby, and he actually blew up my phone the other day because I used to always make sure to say hi, Bobby, on the podcast. And I forgot (laughs) since I started. And he was like, you don't you don't care about me anymore. And I was like, shut up, like whatever. But Bobby made me believe a lot of things, including that six million people died on the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah. And even more ridiculous that the snowplow ran like it started at one end of the country and then finished at the other end. So like it would take like this would take days, right? If there was a snowstorm, but I believed him. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it was pretty dumb of me. Like I'm a pretty smart person, but I was, you know, I, I also was, you know, in love with Bobby at the time in like puppy love. And I believed him. And now I believe that Bobby's not very smart. (laughs) Okay, we move on from that. Um, What would you be if you had to wear one Halloween costume every day for the rest of your life? Who comes up with this kind of question? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Um, 
I'd be Barbie in, excuse me, I'd be Barbie in the um, Western Barbie outfit because it's cute. It's pink. It's cute. Or the Chanel outfit that she wears in the movie, which is probably less recognizable and iconic to most people. But I would, yeah, that's what I would wear every day for the rest of my life. Just pink. I like pink and I like glitter. And so I would be Barbie forever. I was actually Barbie for Halloween this year <laughs> and or last year. And it was fun, but I wouldn't wear that particular Barbie costume. It was the one, it's like a blue and white dress that she wears um, when she's driving her, her pink car. And it's like the one that they used in the um, promotional images. So yeah. I wouldn't wear that costume every day for the rest of my life, but it was fun for, for one Halloween. <laughs> what is the first thing you do after getting home from a trip? Well, let me tell you what I don't do. I don't, un I will leave whatever's in my suitcase unless it's like, like my, my makeup and stuff or my jewelry will come with me like in my purse. Everything else will go in my two suitcases. And that's like 16 pairs of shoes and like things that nobody needs. Um, and I don't unpack it until I have somewhere else to go, which is kind of annoying because then I'm like, oh, I have to unpack everything and then repack because I'm going somewhere else. So I never unpack my suitcase. I don't know why. It's always packed. I guess I like to keep my suitcase packed because I'm going far. I don't know. Um, I guess the first thing I do is probably just like, just I put my suitcase away and then I sit down and tell my mom or whoever wants to listen all about my my travel experience. And that's pretty much it. I do not unpack. That's I don't know why. I just don't. Have you ever counted your steps while walking? Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, and the reason that I have is because I have like step goals for myself like every day. And sometimes I'll like be off by like 200 and so I will either walk or get on the bike and just count until that number. And then I'll check my uh, the fitness app to make sure that I've actually hit the goal. So I have counted my steps while walking. And I've also done it if I was trying to like measure a room, even though it makes no sense because my foot is not 12 inches. So it doesn't count as a foot when you're count when you're trying to measure something. But I have done it. And if you say you haven't, you're a liar. <laughs> if you could have lunch with one person from history, who would it be? I think this is an easy answer. It's Marlon Brando, um, the greatest actor of all time. I would love to be able to sit down with uh, Marlon Brando in the 40s or 50s and like really pick his brain about acting um, and life. I mean, he was such a special, magnificent human like he wasn't just a great actor he was an insanely smart man and just I would love to sit down with him and pick his brain and get to know him but knowing Brando the way I do I would also love to end that conversation by letting him know that despite the fact that in life he never believed that anybody could truly love him he is truly lovable and truly loved by people who never had the opportunity to meet him so that that's what I would love to do is go back and in, into the 40s or 50s and just hang out with Marlon and just, you know, eat lunch, talk about movies and life and experiences and just 
let him know that he's an incredible person that's so easy to love because I think there's a little bit of Marlon Brando in all of us. And I don't mean the greatness. I mean the broken parts. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to uh, get to know the history of Marlon Brando. And you can start by reading his book. It's called Songs My Mother Taught Me by Marlon Brando. And that was, no one's paying me to tell you that. And this is the last question I'm going to answer. What is the most stupid thing you've done in your entire life? (laughs) Now, there's probably something stupider than this, but this is the first thing that comes to mind because I don't know anybody else who would do this. um, And it was pretty dumb. So my mom and I were over at a friend's house and I wanted to do the dishes at their house to try to be helpful. Okay. And I didn't know <laughs> that you don't put dish soap in your dish washer. Like I didn't know you had to use like tablets or something special. So the next thing I know, a friend of mine comes out of the kitchen and he's like, there's bubbles everywhere. <laughs> there was really bubbles everywhere. They were like up to my knees And it was so stupid that I didn't even know how to clean it up. And I was like, oh, my mom was sleeping. And I was like, oh, well, just let me go. You know, uh, I'm just going to go wake my mom up because uh, (laughs) I just did not know what to do. So uh, that's that's the stupidest thing that comes to mind when I think about and I've done a lot of stupid things. Oh, if I yeah, that's a loaded question. If I if I think of something more stupid um we will do an episode on it but that's all i got for questions and i want to thank you guys for submitting them because it is fun to do amas every once in a while i don't like to do them like every week (laughs) but i do like to do them so next week we're probably gonna have a guest i don't know who it's gonna be because i don't have anybody um booked right now for that might be cousin m i don't know we'll see but you can send me your suggestions for guests on x at a blonde who talks, or if you prefer to do it on Instagram, it's that T H A T B R A S H B L O N D E that brash blonde, which is where a lot of you interact with me. So that's fine. My stories always have something about the podcast. You can always share your suggestions of who you'd like to have on the show. I always, always tag whomever is suggested, suggested, even if I don't necessarily know them because I will go and familiarize myself with their work. Um, So feel free to suggest anyone you want and I will do my best to get them on the show and I will do my best to reach out to them via rep if I have to. And yeah, if you have topics that you'd like me to talk about, same thing, drop, drop me your suggestions. I'm always happy to collaborate with you guys because you guys are my listeners and that's, that's what, what matters. Um, So big thank you to you guys for listening, for submitting your questions. There were more than this, but if I continued, we would be here for like three or four hours and nobody wants to hear me talk that long. I hope you had fun. I had fun. Um, Big thanks to my sponsors, Michael Solberg Family Wines, as always, delicious wines, affordable too. You can check them out on Instagram at Michael Solberg Family Wines. Um, also Huck Square, the moisture wicking camel toe eliminating um, underwear developed by women for women. Um, you can check them out on Instagram at Huxwear, H-U-X-W-E-A-R. And of course, Snack Conscious, my favorite protein balls. 
with probiotics. They come in so many great flavors and you can check them out on Instagram or at your local Walmart snack conscience. S-N-A-C-K-C-O-N-C-I-O-U-S. Imagine that. I didn't even have to like figure out the spelling this week. (laughs) So it's been a great time chatting with you guys. It's just really funny for me to say, because when I record this, I'm actually talking to myself. (laughs) Oh, wow. I sound silly. I am tired now, so I am going to try and get some sleep. But again, thank you for tuning in. I will be back next week with or without a guest. We shall see. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sending you guys all the love in the world. Hi, Bobby. (laughs) And if this is your first time listening, thank you. If it's your last time, also thank you and have a great, you know, life, month, day, week, whatever. Uh, Hopefully you'll be back though. We'll see, I guess. Now I just sound crazy. It's time for me to end the podcast. It's just a question.